bars in this bitch. <laughs> hey, everything recording? <laughs> Got it. What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank y'all for joining us again for another episode of Toast of the Goodfellas. We're on episode 29 here at EQ Recording and Multimedia in downtime Fort Myers. Shout out to Josh Baker in the recording room. Thank you for recording for us, bro. It's been a minute. Absolutely, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alan, it's been a minute since we actually been in the studio. Dude, we've been creating so much content that we forgot that we do interviews too. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, we got to get back in the studio. Yeah. We got a really special guest tonight. Absolutely. I'll let you introduce him. That he finally agreed to come on the show. It's been Don't like a year. Don't make me sound pretentious. <laughs> Don't make me sound pretentious. I've been trying to, we've been trying to get Ralph on for, for about a year now. So yeah, it's been a minute. we finally made it happen, man. It's about to be a good episode, bro. Like, so When y'all blow up, hit me up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we're there yet, but you know what? I think we're building some good momentum, so. I'm happy where we're at. I man. think I think you guys have come longer. I think you've come farther than y'all think, and and it's not really about the followers. It's really about the progress and the execution. I think you guys are doing that really well. So congrats. Toast to that. Toast to that. Appreciate yeah, I that. Pour, I poured one. Well ah. so. so as you can see, we have our guest here. His name is Rafael Feliciano. You've probably seen him around somewhere in Southwest Florida because he's always doing big things. But he actually is the owner of uh, Main Course Hospitality. So, Ralph, you want to tell us a little bit about what Main Course Hospitality is and yeah, what you so do? This, this, this actually interview comes at a good time because uh, Main Course Hospitality is a revamp of a prior company. So it's, it's, it's revamped. It's upgraded. Um, uh, Main Course Hospitality, at its core, it's an event and marketing agency, uh, mm -hmm. predominantly for mark for hospitality clients. And then during COVID, as we pivoted, we started getting into business development, equity partnerships, venture capital. We started taking uh, new concepts and franchising them. So we really encompass a lot of things under hospitality now. That's our niche. Mm -hmm. And um, we eat and drink for a living. And, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, the... The biggest thing that I really loved about you and your page is the food that you promoted, bro. I'm not going to lie, man. The food, those up-close shots, man. Like, every time I see this man's story or, like, any one of his social media pages, bro, mm -hmm. immediately I get hungry, bro. Mm -hmm. Immediately. I'm like, damn. Yeah. He was, he was definitely my go-to uh, for finding out what the... What the hottest restaurant, or what a good, what a good place to go would be, uh, whether I'm taking someone out on a date or I just want to have a good time. And it's crazy. I wouldn't even hit him, hit him up sometimes. I'm like, yo, nobody knows about this. And I'll go there, and boom, he's there already, just just having a good time. I'm like, damn, Ralph is everywhere. Hey, Ralph is like, who's who's a good, a really good point guard in the NBA right now? Like various, like assist. Damian Lillard. Damian yeah. Lillard. He's like the Damian Lillard of food, bro, in Southwest Florida, dog. <laughs> Ralph time is Ralph time, bro. Ralph time. It, it ain't Dame time. It's Ralph time. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, Ralph, what, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment so far? Um, uh, true story. So, biggest accomplishment is um, my mom and my, my mom and dad. They uh, they are immigrants to this country. My mom's Filipina. My dad, I mean, my dad's Puerto Rican, but, I mean, he came here not knowing a lick of English, not knowing anything, mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, <laughs> not knowing anything in business, and recently my mom said that because of my journey through entrepreneurship, that she's now ready to take the risk and start her own business. Wow. So if you take it from someone that comes here from a third world country like the Philippines, and to them, entrepreneurship is literally, all pun intended, it's a foreign thought. Like, for them, you come here to the States, you make a salary, you you work, you go to you go to school, you work, you retire, you have a family, and that's it. Now, she, now you have someone like her who, through my ups, through my downs, through what, you know, you may call successes, she has the courage. Watching me has given her the courage to say... Okay, I have. I'm talented at something. I want to go do it. Mm -hmm. This is the land of the free. This is America. Let me go give it a try. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we can talk about plaques. We can talk about magazines. We can talk about all those things. But, you know, to be able to look at my mom and my brother and my pops, who also wants to start his own business, and mm -hmm. go like, man, I've given them that confidence. Mm -hmm. That speaks to me on levels that you can't, you can't measure. Yep. You know, like that's it's a feeling that's like, man, like. Because fear is a big thing, right? So if you can do something that can make someone feel fearless, you, you feel like you've accomplished a lot, Absolutely. even if it's just one person. So, you know, I mean, that, that's, to me, that's my biggest accomplishment. 
But as we all know, like entrepreneurship is not as like because people. Here's the thing: people preach entrepreneurship like, "Yo, you should go and own this. You should do your own thing." But as you can attest, it's really not that easy. It ain't all sunshines and rainbows, right? No, no. I think what people, I, I think I can put. I always put entrepreneurs in uh, two different categories, in a few categories. But one of them is someone that's you know really creative and sometimes when you're really creative you don't have a business acumen or in the second category is someone that has is really talented on something very specific Mm -hmm. so when you're talented at something very specific you don't know how to execute that into a business yeah so that's the one thing with entrepreneurship they don't teach you like there's a lot of very talented people out there Mm -hmm. that that are talented especially in their industry and their craft but how many of them know how to take it to monetize it how to take it to the next level Mm -hmm. and i'll be honest with you you know i it we learned the hard way i learned the hard way it's absolutely been a trial and error you know a lot of people are afraid to use their money or they're afraid to take the risk like we lost thousands of dollars of our own money learning how to do things the right way uh, you know we're we're huge in education, but education don't teach you that. This isn't a graph. This isn't this isn't you know a model that you like you know you practice in school. This is real life. Like you're using real dollars and cents. So no entrepreneurship is not pretty. And I think what I appreciate with you guys and what you guys have done through your podcast is, you know, you interview people and have real conversations, and it's not just the fluffy side of things. And you know every day it's a grind. And the reality of our business is, if if we don't wake up and we don't go to and we don't get to work, mm-hmm. we don't receive income and we don't get paid. Like it's absolutely a hundred percent. Like there's point A and it gets you to point B. Like there's no in between on that. And I think entrepreneurship's. And I don't think people people like the idea of entrepreneurship and I think the word itself has become a fad. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's a difference. You know, our company, we have employees, we have staff, we have team, we have partners. Mm-hmm. There's a difference from someone that's a contractor on their own receiving a check. And there's a pr- difference from someone who writes the check. I write the check, you know. And and when you write the check, you have responsibilities that other people aren't willing to take. Mm-hmm. Like, we have over, you know, over a million dollars in overhead. We have X amount of employees. We have payroll. We have... If, if our team doesn't receive a check, think about this. So we have, we have our team members, right? So mm-hmm. if someone on our team doesn't receive their check, they don't pay their bills for those two weeks. That pressure goes to the owner of that business. So if you're thinking about entrepreneurship, it's great to think as a sole entrepreneur, but there's a difference from a solo entrepreneur and someone that is operating a company yeah. and operating a team. And like, I'm still... A hundred percent being very honest and transparent. It leadership never stop you never stop learning leadership. You never stop figuring that out. And I'm still figuring out the whole company aspect because you might be able to run a team of five or less people, but then when you go to from five to ten, let's just say if every if every person's making forty five grand a year, mm-hmm. then you times that by five people and you go from five people to ten people, how do you scale that? How do you how do you take those you know how do you take how do you know when your you have enough income to take on that payroll or these are things that I don't entrepreneurs don't see and they don't think about. Yeah. There's also insurances. There's also these things that like I said, I, I, I can speak on it because I learned it. You know, you don't realize that if you pay someone forty five a year, you're actually really it costs the business an additional fifteen percent, twenty percent on top of that mm-hmm. to carry that employee. Like those are things they don't teach you. Because no one really goes through that. And I think, you know, there is two levels of entrepreneurship. There's solo entrepreneurship, and then there's, you know, running, you know, having a company and, and teams and staff, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other level. So uh, it, it's, not, it's not butterflies, it's not rainbows, but if you can get through it, the journey is, it's great. It's great. It's fulfilling, it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching people grow, you're growing. You know, it depends on your industry. You're growing businesses. I mean, it's cool. Let me ask you something. Do you feel like you made it? No. no. So when do you make it then? I don't. I, man, I mean, that's a that's a very personal question. I think, I think, and I never say I because I I understand that there's only so much I can do, and our team really like fills it fills in the spots and mm-hmm. they fill in the gaps, but. 
I would say that you know you made it based on very simple, very simple items. What's your goal? Have a goal. Mm-hmm. Have a timeline to reach your goal and then execute to reach your goal. Mm-hmm. And I know that the goals that we set for ourselves as a company based on businesses that we've acquired, based on our own kind of development of some projects and some programs that we're, we're working with right now, mm-hmm. they're not at the level that we have strived for the execution, so therefore we're not there yet. But um, that's like the business side. On the personal side, I think that, and I'll be very honest, I think a, a level of me says that there is a financial aspect of where you want to hit this certain point because money's a tool, right? So if you can use finances as a tool and you hit a certain level and you can use that tool to grow and do better things, mm-hmm. that's that's when you reach that success. But uh, all in all, I, A, to answer your question, no, we're not there. And B, it really depends on like what you target as your goal. You know, so and we're, we haven't reached those things yet, mm-hmm. and I think we uh, we know what our our uh, our ceiling is, mm-hmm. and we are just scratching the surface, especially from COVID. COVID is one of the best things that happened to our business, so we're so far from our goal. But it feels good to be making strides for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I always believe in like. Sorry to interrupt you. Bro. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I always believe in celebrating progress. You know, I think that overall, like, when you celebrate progression, it kind of, like, clears your mind to be like, okay, you know what? I'm doing things right. I'm confident in myself. I'm going to keep going with it. Yeah. You agree with that? I think that when I was younger, I used to muscle through everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, if there was a problem, you muscle through it. If you're sick, you muscle through it. If you're, you know, you're struggling with something, you muscle through it. However, what I've learned, thankfully, because my circle of people that I spend time with has helped me see is that small victories are really important. Like, they're really important. Yeah. And, you know, for someone that's muscled through everything, you really have to create chapters and finish, and, and, and like, you know, in a marathon, there's different levels. You really got to create those things because, and you got to celebrate it when you reach it because if you don't, you're constantly going to be looking back, mm-hmm. just thinking to yourself, you know, what's next what's next what's next so it's really good to look back and see that you've hit certain milestones a hundred thousand percent i would have never said that a few years ago when we started this business but i think even now like weekly milestones monthly milestones i think that's really important to celebrate and celebration is a very subjective word i'm not sitting here saying you pop a bottle every friday you know but i'm saying that you know like you know you pat yourself on the back and you give you give you know you give a pat when when a pat is due so yeah milestones are and little little wins are important absolutely um so based upon your experience what do you where do you think in your the timeline of ralph was the time in which you decided you know what i'm gonna take this risk uh always always and forever there Um, wasn't any specific moment in time where you could think that you were maybe afraid and then you were like you know what i'm just gonna do it so yeah actually it's interesting i actually just had this conversation recently um back in like 2011 12 maybe i was a full-time bartender and I, I, at that time, I dropped out of college already. I was bartending. And uh, there was an opportunity with the company I was working for to travel around the United States and be a, be a traveling bartender slash um, corporate trainer. Mm-hmm. And it meant that I was going to be gone for a year. And I don't know what it was, but I just said, F it. Like, let's mm-hmm. just go. And everyone, my mom, my family, my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to be traveling, and I don't know when I'm coming back. And that was the moment when I came back after experiencing cultures, different cultures, different people, um, different cities, and what the things they had to offer, and just kind of seeing the world from a different perspective rather than just being trapped in this box of, like, the area that you you live in. Mm -hmm. Um, When I came back, I would say that that trip, that year-long trip made me realize, like, you know what? What do I have to lose? If you're going to bet on yourself, I always felt like I can get a job doing anything or I could, especially at the time as a bartender, I could pack up my bags, move anywhere and get a bartending job anywhere. So I really felt like I had 
nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. I had nothing. I had nothing to lose. I had everything to gain. And you know, I mean, if you look at your realistic circumstances, I had no kids. I didn't have any real assets that I had to worry about. So, but you know, some people might think of that as they might measure that as a risk and reward. But for me, it was always like. If I don't do what's on my heart and on my mind, I'm going to kill myself. Like, it's going to bother me forever. And that's really what it was. I think that trip really solidified it for me. And um, ever since then, even looking at it now, I mean, we're right now our business is, in truth, we're doing a lot of great things. And we have a lot of great things in front of us. Mm -hmm. And they're all, you know, some of them are risky, depending on who you talk to. But it's it's now, it's, it's, you weigh those things, you measure those things, you, and... You make the best decision possible. But if you had to ask me, I'd say, if we don't do it, it's going to bother me. Like, we have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of staying up at night and having that regret is bigger than... I mean, look, like, you know, look, we, uh, you know, I was able to be fortunate enough to build a business from scratch. I was able enough to make good partnerships and good relationships. So if I've done it once, the idea in my head, no matter what, if the business stopped tomorrow... And I would say that we can build something else again. Mm-hmm. We can redo it over. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a confidence that I don't know if a lot of people have. But we're on a bank on ourselves 100% every single time. Yeah, the, the ability to take that risk and, and to bet on yourself is not something that is a very common trait. And yeah. You, and you see it everywhere when it comes to, like, you know, those talented people that you're talking about um, having so much talent, but, you know, afraid to show it to the world yeah um and things of that nature and i think one of the things that me and alan preached or at least you know we tried to to consistently put the message out at least here in southwest florida is to always make sure that no matter what you do you take that risk on yourself yeah you know like i'm gonna say this because it's been something that i've been quoting for a long time now is everyone has an opinion till it's time to do it themselves (laughs) yeah like you know, I mean, everyone can tell you how to run your business. Everyone can give you ideas. Everyone can do this. But, you know, when it's time to put your money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. who's who's doing it? And I think that's that's the difference. That's what separates. And I think, um, like I said, it's not just me. It's our team. But I think we're willing to put our money where our mouth is because we know that we can jump into any industry. We can jump into a lot of things and be really successful at it mm-hmm. because we've already done it. So... You know, that's what it is. Like, just, it's a fear thing. You got to eliminate that stuff. But you know what kind of gets me thinking, too? It's like, okay, you've heard of the saying, insanity is like, the definition of insanity is like doing things over and over again and, and, and expecting, expecting a different, a different result, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that, and then there's a saying of, oh, well, quitters never win, winners never quit. So both are kind of like, damn, which one do I listen to? And I think, personally, for me, that's where I struggle with, you know, like, okay, you know, everything they're going to put into this podcast, is it going to be worth it, you know, or am I doing it, or or do I know that, hey, listen, it's time to kind of, like, pivot or try something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I struggle with that sometimes, and I feel like when a lot of people are trying to develop their own business plan, they struggle with that exact same thing too. Like, damn, is it time to quit or is it not time to quit? I'm gonna answer in two ways, right? So mm-hmm. I think first and foremost, you really need to have you need to quite you need to ask yourself who's around you to tell you your shit's good. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, they're no, not- I don't. I don't want anybody to tell me it's good. I want people to be honest with me. Well, that's what I'm saying. So having like a really strong circle. When I say strong, I'm not talking about people that are supportive. I'm talking about people that are giving you the real deal, holy field. Mm-hmm. Like this is what it is. Where you can mm-hmm. improve on and avenues that you're missing. I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is track and measuring. Uh, it wasn't until you know I started working with a particular person that I really understood the data. And I understood how important it was to track and measure. And, and you know, why do you think AI technology, and I mean, this sounds like I'm going left field, but hear me out. Like, why do you think AI technology is so successful? It's because they're using, like, real results, right? Real data and real results. Yep. And I think we can learn from that as a human species. Like, we, we should be able to look at data and go, 
this is working, this is not working, and how long am I willing to watch this not work before I make a change? Mm -hmm. And I think very, very truthful is that I think a lot of entrepreneurs are very emotional about their business and about their ideas. And when you're emotional about that, you do cage yourself in sometimes. Mm. And I think if you can eliminate the emotions out of it and look at it from like a real business perspective, almost cold hearted, then you can go, this is working, this is not working. And then that's when you can, it doesn't become like, it doesn't become a hard decision to make. It becomes data driven. This works, this doesn't work, this is working, let's do more of that. Mm-hmm. And if you take the emotions out of it, forget it, forget everything else. Because if data is telling you the truth, why, why listen to your emotions? Mm-hmm. You know, you just reminded it me. feels good. Because <laughs> it's a dopamine hit. <laughs> you just reminded me of like poker. Like I feel like when people get too emotional in poker. I mean, we've been playing a lot of poker lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you make I see these, y'all. You make I these type y'all. of decisions. <laughs> I see y'all, but <laughs> think very about questionable. that. You know, yeah, kind of like, like this. You can yeah. correlate it to like entrepreneurship too. You know, so like sometimes it, like, those emotional decisions are not the best. So look at it. Let's let's, let's go ahead and yeah. let's let's merge <laughs> poker with business, right? So right. <laughs> you're at the poker table and you're on a okay. run. You know, you're on a run. You know what that feels like? That feels like you're not missing. You feel like the universe is working in your favor. And then if you're too greedy or if you don't if you don't make a decision at the right time, you lose a big hand and it brings you back to reality because you got emotional. And, you know, I I think that in business and I, I am a huge factor of it because in the very beginning, up until very recently, I've been very emotional about our business because you know, a lot of these things we built from the hand, with our hands, with our blood, sweat, and tears. But what matters at the end of the day are data and dollars and cents. That's it. That's all that matters. And I, you know, you might have entrepreneur here, entrepreneurs that sit here and tell you otherwise. But you, let look at their bank account, like, or look at look at where the company's at, or look ask what their long term goals are. Mm-hmm. Only thing that matters is data and dollars and cents, mm-hmm. like. That, that's the only thing that matters. And I mean, obviously, you know, you can get into other conversations. You can say, are you doing good? Are you not? Pro-? I mean, there's all those. But at the end of the day, it's results, right? Results is the only thing that matters to clients. It's the only thing that matters to people. It's the only thing that matters to your business. Because if you don't have results, you're not going to sustain. That's it. So everything else for the birds. Mm-hmm. Man, this Feels good. <laughs> hey man, this tequila's hit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. You know, that to to a certain extent, I do believe. You know, I definitely believe in terms of data, it will drive you know good decisions. Taking emotion out of business decisions specifically yeah. will definitely you know help the longevity of your business and make keep you trending in the right direction. But me personally, I feel like at a certain point, like I don't want to have to be that cold-hearted person. When it comes to business, I don't mean, and, and to be very clear, like I don't mean cold hearted. Mm-hmm. I just mean that you know you have to be able to eliminate things that are feelings and things that are factual, yeah. right? And yeah. and I think that I've I've seen it in in some things that I invested in. I've seen it in some friends that have businesses, and I've seen it you know time and time again. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get in a situation where you feel for something, but a feeling it doesn't always translate into facts or data and it just if you're not going to be the person with good Mm self-awareness to be able to look at something and go okay this is what it is then you need to have a very strong circle around you of people that are going to tell you the truth and you're not always going to like it but it's so cliche when you when people say you know keep your circle around you with the people you want to be with but that's really the truth, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. and I think that um, we have been very successful in 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 the sense of making relationships with people that are extremely successful that offer a lot to the table, and you know, I, I watched something. I was watching the All Star Game, NBA All Star Game, and who watches um, that anymore, bro? Come on, seriously. Anyways, I watched it, right? <laughs> and, game, bro. and someone said something about you know. What good is Kobe if he didn't learn from Jordan? And what good is Steph Curry if he didn't learn from Kobe, right? So, and, and it, it just, like, it transitions. Like, that's what, that's what 
these players are for you know like you look into them and you go i learned something from them so mm-hmm. what good would your business be if you didn't actually use your resources and learn from someone else it, you would be you would be shooting yourself in the foot you would be it's like driving handicap so mm-hmm. um you know we take all that into consideration and and we we don't try to recreate the wheel you try to see what's been successful and what's working and and mm-hmm. apply it yeah. and i think in entrepreneurship when i when we first got started when I first got started, I was trying – I felt like I had to start everything from scratch. And then when you realize, like, the world's a big place. Business is a big industry. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that have done things before you. So try to try to take a little bit from everyone and make it your own, you know. So what, what would you say some advice you would have to someone that's maybe um, in high school right now, doesn't really know what they want to do, don't really have a plan, but – they know they they don't want to be you know just a average Joe. That that and hold on, if you could remember this, can I ask a two part question to that, <laughs> or do you need to answer that first? I can hear the tequila in our voices. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking bourbon, bro. <laughs> what, what advice do you have for somebody who's like in the corporate world right now, kind of like struggling, you know, with their daytime job, and like okay, maybe they should pursue something taking the leap of faith in a way, yeah. kind of like okay, how I you, you did, you know? So you can, answer, you can answer Nick's question first about the right, high school so kid, but like, so, and then, yeah. So Nick's question, the high school kid, what I would say mm-hmm. is um, you have, like, come to the self-awareness to realize you have nothing to lose. You could, I mean, think, okay, so I'm 32. The business could crash tomorrow, and I still have eight years till I'm 40, Eight years, you can do a whole nother business. Mm-hmm. And then from 40 to 50, you can do a whole nother business. From 50 to 60, you can have a whole nother business. If you look at it from 10 years at a time, I have four businesses in 40 years that are still in front of me. So I would say with as a high schooler, I would say that first and foremost, understand that you can recover. Like, you can recover. Mm-hmm. And I think, wh- like, why do we fear and play safe? You can recover. If I can recover at 32, 42, 52, you can recover at 18, 19 years old, flat out. And honestly, you have more re- resources to recover than I do right now, currently. You have you have loans. You have financial institutions that will pay for things. You have your parents if they're nice enough. You have you – can, you can couch surf. You can do all these things. So – for high school kids, take the risk, do anything and everything because at, at that age, like it really is an experience thing. You don't have to be successful in your early 20s. You just have to learn some things, you know? Yeah. And then I would say for people that are in the corporate world, <laughs> actually, and I know that question very well because I know some people, like you're, you're, you know, your company. We've I mean, had this, we've had this conversation, right? So several times. I would yeah. say that people from the corporate world have something that entrepreneurs don't. They have structure. They have they they know what SOPs are. They they understand P and Ls. They understand um, employees. They understand HR. They understand um, mm-hmm. deadlines. So. So take that into consideration. Most people that get into entrepreneurship, they don't have that type of discipline because it was never pushed on them. So if you're coming from the corporate world, you have a base foundation of structure that most people don't have. You are already 50% of the way because as an entrepreneurship, you as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you got to develop discipline. Yeah. You got to develop SOPs. You got to develop um, systems. You got to learn. Maybe you, you might have to learn finances. And you have to learn your books and things like that. Those are some things that a lot of corporate people all have to le- had to acquire based on education or based on the company that they work for. So look at yourself as a head up. And a lot of times, if you come from a corporate company, you might have a network, you might have relationships. I I hear it a lot because I have a lot of friends that are in the corporate world. And I think the where they I just read this quote on Instagram is that, you know, a salary is the death of your ambition. And really what it meant was just and it's not saying the salaries are bad. It was just saying that, you know, if you are an entrepreneur or if you're someone that works in the corporate world, you get stuck on a salary 
and that becomes your stability and your base foundation. But really your base foundation should be the principles that you learned working in the corporate world because you can apply that to anything and be successful. So it, it's it's a risk-reward thing. It's betting on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think I don't think enough people hear that advice about like the corporate world. Well, not advice about like the positives of it because everybody shits on it, bro. Everybody's like, yo, you shouldn't be doing this. It's like we're everybody's saying like, yo, you should definitely, you know, take the risk and take the leap of faith and not work for anybody and work for yourself. But they don't talk enough about the benefits of of that which in which you highlighted, bro. Just think about think about that statement alone, right? Like yeah. an entrepreneur takes the risk because they're knowing that they're not losing anything. Someone from the corporate world takes a calculated risk mm. because that's something that they that they're accustomed to. Who if you as let's just say you're an investor, mm. right? And you have someone pitching you two businesses or I'm saying you have two people pitching you the same business. You have someone that's extremely passionate, super creative, but has no idea what they're doing. And or you have someone that, you know, is comes from the corporate world and looks at it everything from a very you know, from a structure, I need to have things in play. You could bet on both and be successful, but you know, a lot of times you might lean towards someone from the corporate world because they're adding structure. Mm-hmm. Um or you can even argue that the person that's a creative just needs structure and you can provide it. But I don't think there's a wrong or right answer. I just think that people that are creatives that don't come from a structure, from a corporate world, they have a great opportunity and you should look into that. And people from a corporate world should say, hey, I, this is my skill set. This is what I bring to the table. I think both work. And I don't think there's a wrong. I don't think there's a right. I don't think there's someone that there's something that leads more than the other. Mm-hmm. I just think you have to recognize your strengths. You you need to recognize your strengths. And people from the corporate world, that's their strength. That's their strength. They have years of experience of how to do things. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore that. Apply that. So I wanna I wanna bring it back to young Ralph because we already know Ralph now is pretty he's pretty successful. He knows what he knows what he's doing. But young Ralph, you know, he's still learning the the ins and outs of things. So <laughs> I kinda wanna <laughs> So I kinda wanna go back to when you were in college. What would you say your strengths were at that time? So when I was in college, um <laughs> I'm ready to think of what Ralph would say. So when I was in college, um, okay, I'm going to say this because it's my strength now. And it was my it was my strength in college, but it wasn't something you would consider a strength back then, right? Mm-hmm. So I have an ability, a very, a very natural ability to meet people, to network with people, and connect people. And in college, college was very social for me. I was a very social person. Mm -hmm. But I also did things. You know, I was like, you know, I did student government, and I was a senator for college. And I did, but, and for me, that was like very experience-based because I was was very social, I was very interactive. But when you get into the real world, Mm -hmm. I mean, all of our, all all of our company's opportunities have been based on a relationship we made, a network that we came into. It, it's became it, People don't work with us unless they like the people they're working with, mm-hmm. whether it's me or it's Sean or it's Melvin or it's this person or that person. People want to work with people they like. Let's just stop the bullshit. Like, let, let, let's cut the crap. Mm-hmm. Like, people really like working with people they like Mm -hmm. and people that they so for us we don't do business with anyone unless we feel like you have a good moral compass you are talented at something you know like you have to be you have to bring something to the table and you know we we feel that you know there's a good relationship between both parties so in college i was really good at networking i was really good at meeting people and i was really good at um Making whether I was recruiting for the frat or I was, 
you know, doing something for student government or I was even doing something for myself or, Mm -hmm. you know, club promoting or whatever it was, people was what I was really good at. And I think that transitioned over into our business because um, that's something that I strive in. I strive in relationships. I strive in connecting the dots Mm -hmm. and I strive in um, finding where opportunities may lie, like the, the things that are in between. And um, that's something that happened that, you know, that that was me in college. Mm -hmm. And little did I know that, you know, networking and just being social was something I was going to use in the real world, you know, and Mm -hmm. and it's the truth. It's really what's worked out best for us. Mm -hmm. To me, that always the money, because a lot of people would choose, you know what? It don't matter about me connecting with other people or liking other people. I want to make money. Nah, man, I'd rather work with people I like. Like, for example... I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't like Nick. We wouldn't have hired Pat if we didn't like Pat. I wouldn't be living with Mel and Solid if I didn't really if I didn't like them. You know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even have you on if we didn't. I've felt some type of way because every guest that we've had, we've at least met them at least once. But think about it. Think you about know? it. So, so take that to another level because what you said is the level that you're at right now. Now, take that. Let's say Pat. Pat. Let's say he owns a franchise of. XYZ businesses, Mel owns his company, let's say Nick does this, Nick, you know, whatever. Now that your circle of influence is higher, now you can, you, it it becomes a much different conversation. So it really is uh, who you you surround your people with, who you surround yourself with. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you that because I know you're definitely the, the person that his biggest strength is being able to bring people together. And I just wanted to highlight that because I've seen I've seen ever since I met you, you, you always had the ability to bring people together, even if they didn't want to be to, uh, brought together. And yeah. I think that is to have that ability to influence people like that is, is very beneficial, not only in business, as you can see with your success now, but it's just beneficial of being a good person. I, yeah, I, man, be like. Be a good human being. Like, <laughs> I really want to throw an f bomb. Like, be, be a good, be a good fucking human being. Like, say it, bro. This is a no filter. Just be, just be a good human being, right? So, yeah. and um, you know, sometimes you know that that doesn't always being a good human being may not seem like the right answer, but mm-hmm. it always is. Yeah. Like, just just do good. There's just different. Good. There's different metrics in being a good human being. Yeah, like, just, you have a different metric of, like, what a good, good human being 100%. is. Me and, and yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, like, you know, throw $20 into the pot every Sunday. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, have your moral compass in order. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, some people don't, some people do, but we personally like to work with businesses and partners that have that type of aspect in you know in their i guess you would say repertoire uh, mm-hmm. of of options but you know just be a good person and um everything else comes together mm-hmm. you know so who so who are you working with right now in the area then <laughs> Currently, I can't tell you all that. But <laughs> come on, bro. You didn't know that you're supposed to spill the beans on our show? Like, come on. This was the, the platform. Uh, no, but let me tell you something I learned. Something I learned, right? So um, originally, our business was built on having people be insightful on our life and our next moves and, um, you know, just having people be a part of things. What I learned in the last six months is that we make more waves in silence than we do telling people everything. Because here's what happens. You know, when you tell everyone your next move, not only are you giving the recipe away, you're giving the sauce away, but you're also asking for bad juju. You know, you're asking, you're also asking for haters. You're also and don't get me wrong. Like I've been very fortunate. I've been very blessed to have a lot of great, um, you know, we've had accolades, we have awards, we've had, you know, a lot of great things come our way. But, you know, sometimes people get tired of that shit. Yeah. Sometimes people get tired of saying congratulations. And sometimes it's better to just relax, keep your mouth shut and just work on the back end. And I think that, you know, I think that's really important. And I think that social media has created this avenue of us wanting to tell people what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. So I think 
we've been very fortunate to live both lives. We've lived the life of telling people what we're doing, and now we're living the life of working like the G in lasagna. Like, we're working in silence. And mm-hmm. I think that that has, you know, that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And and I'd rather I'd rather come out of nowhere, come from left field, and be like, oh, my God, they're doing that, and they've been working on that for the last nine months mm-hmm. than telling you every step of the way the things we've been working at. And um, that's a personal thing. But, you know, we learned it the hard way. We learned, we, we watched it. Social media is a tool, just like money is a tool. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, use it, you use it how you, as you may. You I know? feel like it's worth for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to ask you uh, another question. This one is going to be related to Southwest Florida as a whole. Because, you know, we've, we've all been in Southwest Florida for quite a long time, um, at least my young, young adult life. Um, how do you see Southwest Florida as a whole in terms of its overall growth and it, how it relates to your business that you operate right now? I think Southwest Florida is the future. I think that we have so much room to grow. And, okay, let's just... Let's talk hospitality, right? So mm-hmm. in hospitality, Southwest Florida is 10 years behind, five to 10 years behind most of the big cities, right? So big cities, we say A cities, New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, B plus cities or B cities. You have, um, you know, like Asheville, Charleston, um, Cincinnati, and C cities, you have... Southwest Florida, you have uh, Seattle, which might be a B city. But anyways, so Southwest Florida, we're in this area where I said this earlier, you know, you don't have to recreate the wheel. You just find out what's popping, what's hot. Mm -hmm. Bring it to this area because you know it's going to come here anyways. So I look at our area truthfully as a huge opportunity. Um the reason why I'm a big city guy, like I really like being in the city. I love going to Toronto. New York's my favorite city in the world. But the reason why our business is here is because there's so much opportunity here. Mm-hmm. You look at Southwest Florida and you look how behind we are, and you can either wait till the wave comes mm-hmm. or you can actually ride the wave. And I think our business is riding the wave. Whether it's our business, whether it's our clients, I think that we are looking at Southwest Florida as a there's a void and we are we are filling the opportunity mm-hmm. and that's what I well, that's what I think and I and I and I really love that the young people here have an opportunity to distinguish themselves I mean if our company was in New York City right now let's just say take covid out of the equation if we were in New York City we would be battling multiple maybe hundreds of companies that are maybe doing things that are similar Mm -hmm. if not better than what we're doing but in southwest florida you have an opportunity to be a big fish in a small pond we used to not say that because you know that's kind of like it was kind of something that we felt was a secret but it's not a secret now Mm -hmm. a it's not a secret and b if you think it's a secret well then Let's go, you know, let's go toe-to-toe and compete with us because competition is extremely healthy. And we're willing to put our money – we're willing to bet on ourselves more than most people are willing to bet on themselves. Mm -hmm. And and that's the nature of our business. Absolutely. So, you know, on our show, we have this tradition. Every time we have a guest, our last question to them is to make a toast. Oh, look at me. Pour me up. Pour me up. Pour me up. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to. So for this toast, we're definitely gonna have to like raise our. Damn man, we say glasses. Trying raise to get our, me lit. Nah, bro, we good, bro. We good, man. We good. We gotta speak into existence that we're good. I am good. All right, damn. exactly. I'm good. I'm good. So tradition, we gotta make a toast. Well, this is gonna be for you. You gotta make a toast to Southwest Florida, and you gotta leave them with some sort of piece of advice. So are you ready? I'm gonna ask you the question again. And when I'm done asking, okay. you just you flow with whatever the first thing. This is a straight. Had. This is a straight freestyle, bro. Yeah, man. Oh man. <laughs> All right. I'm toasting Southwest Florida. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So, okay. Okay. If you can make a toast to the people of Southwest Florida, what kind of what piece of advice would you want to leave them with? So first, my toast to Southwest Florida is to 
to the younger people that are looking to make Southwest Florida home long term. And my toast is that we keep growing, we keep creating, and that we keep pushing the envelope and not letting not letting people, not letting opinions, not letting anything steer our direction and that we keep moving forward. We keep we keep keep our heads down and we keep moving forward to creating what Southwest Florida will become. Mm. And that's my toast that was for him. Cheers. 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 Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Uh, Cheers to that. Uh. All right, Ralph. So tell the people where they, where can they, where can they follow you, your business, and uh, people you're So if you um, Rafael J Feliciano on all social platforms, and our company is Main Course Hospitality. Um, however, I will say that you know our business is. We're making a lot of moves, like the G and lasagna. Like, like we are, we are the business that likes to be in the back end. Um, but if you follow Main Course Hospitality, you'll get to see some of our brands, some of our partners, some of the things they're working with. And um, you know, if you have any inquiries, you know, feel free to reach out. We'd love to, we love to bring people on. We love to, we love to develop whether it's businesses or people. But we really like to make things grow, mm-hmm. and that's where we shine and that's where we love to help people shine Mm -hmm. and um reach out to us let's go do something cool do something dope Mm -hmm. you know you poured me a double shot right yeah yeah, 100 (laughs) percent. i've been drinking tequila straight for at least two hours (laughs) so um do you have any events things that we should know coming up that we should i would say i mean to because i know that the world is changing with covid and you know, uh, just being very conscious of that. I would say just follow our pages. Um, you'll see what's going on. We have some festivals coming up. Our clients have some big events. Um, we're working on some really big projects. And um, just, just, just watch us. And if you don't watch us, you probably hear about us. And we'll be in front of you regardless. So, and I'm not worried about that because we're the shit. So. Yo, I'll be honest, man. We we could have kept this conversation going for. Hours, yeah, bro. We can talk for, for hours. Hours. We have talked for hours. Before. But knowing the attention span of people, you know, we want people to listen. <laughs> so, you know, obviously we're going to have to, you know, cut it here. But, bro, if you guys need any advice in regards to anything business related, um, hit, hit him up. You know, he, he's definitely willing to help help you guys out. He's helped me out a bunch. He's given me a ton of advice that, you know. Let me be very clear about this, though. <laughs> I'm willing to help you out if you're willing to, like, do the work. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that's like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for advice. I'm looking for help. Don't reach out to us if you're not willing to do the work because you're wasting our time. Like, Thanks. let's just be 100. Yeah. So if you're willing to, like, take your op- what you have to the next level or if you're looking to do the next steps of things, reach out. If you're not really sure, stay on the sideline and sit down over there. Just, just, keep, just keep watching. Right, yeah. right, right. Keep, no, that's keep watching till you're ready. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're ready, reach out because this isn't a – we're not babysitters. We're not – this isn't a daycare. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just being <laughs> no, that, no that, honestly, that's beautifully said, man. Like, there's a lot of people who like to listen, but then they don't apply it, and then or, your time gets wasted. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've had, yeah. we've had a lot of people that just, I have an idea, or I want to do this, and it's like, how much are you willing to put up? Are you willing to put up your time? Are you willing to put up some effort? Are you willing to put some equity? Like, figure those things out. But if you're, if you're someone that's really serious about what you're doing, mm-hmm. or... You have a real question and you're really looking for real results, then reach out. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Then reach out. Appreciate if you're not, keep watching YouTube. Find find some stuff that matters. Hey, YouTube University, man. How many people has it helped? Millions. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So appreciate Ralph, you guys. Yeah, yep. Appreciate you being on the show, man. It's uh, it was definitely a good episode. Yeah. You know, you're always welcome back. You're you're welcome back, bro. We'll plan on filming some sort of like outside content as well. Um, you know, that's something that we've been working on too. And um, hopefully, hopefully, that, 
I just want to put it out there. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a poll up saying <laughs> who wore the loafers better, me or Ralph? Stop it. <laughs> Wait, should we put Nick in there? Nah. With this? I'm just kidding. I ain't doing it for fashion. <laughs> hey sense. man, hey, I'll, I'll put a I'll put a poll up, man. Y'all better vote me, all right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, so that's episode 29, man. In the books, in the books. man. In the books, man. Thank you guys for watching again. Make sure to. I didn't say this in the beginning, but like. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I like subscribe. how he puts his fingers there like he's going to put a button right there. Because <laughs> you know it will be literally right here. I'm going to put it again. I'll put it twice for y'all, all right? Two times for y'all. Make sure to leave a review. It will be greatly appreciated. It costs what? Zero dollars is free. Free 99. Free. Free. We'll ask for money. What I'm going to say about this, I'm going to add this, Yeah. is that if you really want to support your friend's businesses or your business... Pay full price, <laughs> like pay double. I pay. I pay. I, I mean, pay look, double like, before, bro. Like, if you really want to support your friends, pay the fucking price. Like, just pay it, pay it. Because nothing says like I appreciate the work that you're doing than paying for the shit. And leave a review. And leave a review. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't afford to leave a monetary donation or income, or you know. You know, give them revenue. Just do things that are free and easy. Yep. So support Toast the Good Fellas. Like, <laughs> leave a review, share this, and don't do it for me. Do it for them because you know they're doing something that you're not, <laughs> and that's the truth. And that's Shout right. out to y'all. All love to you, my brother. We'll link up soon. We'll create some content together, man. Can't wait for the future, bro. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Dollar, bro. Episode twenty-nine of the books, man. Thanks for watching. I'm not, I'm not cheering again. I'm lit. <laughs> <laughs>